Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. This week's podcast is going to be awesome. We have an interview with Lynn Cherry. If you follow pickleball podcasts at all, then you may already know Lynn from her podcast at Pickleball Fire. We're going to talk to Lynn a little bit about pickleball, her her background in pickleball, where she sees the sport going, things like that. It should be a really interesting conversation, so looking forward to that interview with Lynn. And in the riff, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey. What am I talking about? We'll find out on the riff. Let's get ready for the podcast. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball, but how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, today we're joined by Lynn Cherry. Lynn is not just a pickleball player. She's also a pickleball content creator, just like we are. She actually runs both a podcast or, or does the content and runs all of it, a podcast and a magazine, each called Pickleball Fire. Welcome to the podcast, Lynn. Thanks so much, Tony. It's great to be here. Lynn, we're going to get into your pickleball playing and stuff like that, but I want to lead with pickleball fire. Tell us a little bit about what you're you're thinking about when you're putting together the pickleball fire magazine and podcast. Kind of what what's your what are you trying to achieve or or, or communicate to pickleball players with your podcast and magazine? I started the podcast in October of 2020 during the pandemic. I definitely had some extra time on my hands and. Honestly, I was really interested in bringing on people who could help players games and not only that, but also people from the industry, because I I think that's important too. And, uh, you know, I have a podcast episode where I talk to typically, uh, you know, a coach, a senior pro, a pro, and I always make sure to have some type of focus really with the podcast so people can get, you know, some specific tips on how to improve your game because that's certainly important. And one of the things too, as a trained sports psychologist, I do like to cover both the physical and mental side of the game. I, I really think that the mental side of the game perhaps doesn't get as much love as it, it might, you know, as, as it should, because in a lot of ways, you know, so much of the game is, is mental but yeah, I, I realized too, as I was doing all these podcast interviews, I had all this content and I'm like, well, you know what? There's a whole nother set of people who don't necessarily listen to podcasts, but they're, you know, interested in, in reading, you know, in this case, a, a digital magazine to get instruction and hear what's going on in the industry. So I'm like, you know, why? why let those interviews go to waste? So it's kind of a dual purpose when I do an interview typically is, uh, you know, interview for the podcast. And then I include all that in the, in the magazine too. Yeah. It sounds like a really, really good way to get information out to big wall players. And, and uh, I know we've already done this. Uh, we've already spoken before about this in other contexts, but I always like to thank, you know, folks who like you, who give up your time to, to help grow the sport because, you know, as you and I were talking about earlier before we got on the podcast, you know, this is such a, such a wonderful, not just sport, it's a great sport, but it's just a wonderful activity, life activity for so many people, you know, so many folks that, you know, I, I just think it's a sport that every, every person, hopefully in the world at some point has the ability to be exposed to this sport. And if they choose to play it great, if they don't choose to play it, that's their choice, but at least get, have the exposure and the ability to play it. Cause it's just, 
I think it's life changing for a lot of players. And and Lynn, maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into pickleball and maybe some of your experiences and and how it's impacted uh, your life beyond. Uh, I mean, you can include the podcast and the magazine, but even beyond that, kind of how it's how it's had an influence in your life. Sure. I started playing pickleball back in 2018, I, which isn't that long ago, but I moved to Connecticut after growing up in Southern California, living in Texas for 25 years. And so when I got to Connecticut, I'm kind of looking around thinking, what the heck am I going to do during the winter? Because I was always very uh, active in sports. And so I just, you know, looked at what the activities were at the recreation center. And lo and behold, I'm I read this called this thing called pickleball and I'm like, Hmm, wonder what that is. So of course, you know, you do what you do nowadays where you, you know, get on uh, YouTube and check out the game. And my background was as a open racquetball player. So I'm like, Oh, I think I would love that sport. So yeah, that's, that's how I got started. And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, it's definitely one of those things where like most people, as soon as I started playing, I was addicted. And I, you know, so like a month after I started playing, I actually started the Pickleball Fire website because I'm like, this is this is the greatest game, you know, and I'd never had kind of a, a content website before. And I'm like, I want to just share this with people as as much as possible because it is such a such a great game. So, you know, that's that's how I got started and and like I said before, the the podcast just kind of came out of having extra time during the pandemic. And, you know, these things are definitely a lot of work, but I love, I love doing it. If I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. You know, that's exactly how I feel about, about pickleball. And, you know, there are so many life lessons with pickleball and, you know, like I think everybody talks about just everybody being so welcoming, regardless of your age or your physical ability, you know, you can get out there on the court and, you know, I so encourage everybody to do so. And I'm sure that your audience is, is out there enjoying the game too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's something that, you know, what I always tell folks, you know, we always uh, suggest folks share this podcast, share our videos, share the information, get people out there playing. I mean, it's just such a fantastic sport for, you know, for, for players to come into. But let me ask you a question on, you mentioned you're a sports psychologist and you, you, you know, that we, um, we're big fans of coach Peter Scales and his thoughts on pickleball and, and pickleball, you know, mental and emotional kind of stability or training in pickleball and things like that. Can, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, one of, one of the things that, that happens a lot in, in our experience and particularly like we're talking about now, when you have somebody come into the sport who maybe doesn't have a sporting background or, you know, hasn't dealt with these kind of things before, and maybe they feel a little uncomfortable on the court or maybe the, maybe, you know, the lack of confidence sometimes being out on the court. Is there something that, that you can think of or not think of something you can share that would help somebody like that when they're out on the court, not feel so maybe insecure or lack of confidence when they're out there? Yeah. You know, that's actually a, a great question. And, you know, even as a experienced players, you know, definitely can, can lack some confidence. I know we were talking earlier as I have moved up in skill levels, it's kind of like, you know, having, having those, those doubts and, you know, it's like, you know, do I belong on this court? Do I, you know, belong playing with these people? But I think the main thing to do is a, when you're out there, make sure you enjoy yourself. I mean, first and foremost, we, you know, we're 
pretty much probably everybody who's listening to this is an amateur. We don't get paid. So know the reasons why you're out there and to, you know, have some physical activity, have some socialization and just enjoy yourself. And I think if you can start from that perspective, it, it really helps. Cause I, I kind of questioned this myself yesterday and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so, so insecure because if I'm playing well, I can play with these people, but if I'm not playing well, I, I can't. And then I'm like, well, that's silly, Lynn, you know, just go out there and have a good time. So I myself, you know, got out on the court today and I definitely put those thoughts out of my mind. And actually, let me say this. First, I had a good warm up because I, I think the day before I had not warmed up well. So the first thing that I did was let's have a good warm up. And then once you're really ready to play that first game, then you really do have to block those thoughts out. So it, in psychology, it's almost kind of like a, a thought stopping technique where if you are thinking about something that's, you know, negative, whether you missed a shot or you don't feel like you belong or you're not good enough or what have you, I mean, you literally need to give yourself kind of a cue word to stop that thought. I mean, it could be a sim- something as simple as, you know, stop or, you know, whatever cue word works for you. You know, you might have a, a elastic band on your wrist and you snap it and, you know, that's just a cue to remind yourself to, you know, to focus. And I think too, the more you can look at the ball, track it, wherever that ball is on the court, that also helps you to be more focused on the game rather than kind of what's going inside your head. So those are just a a few tips that might be helpful for folks. Awesome. Really appreciate that. And, you know, what's interesting uh, hearing you speak, Lynn, is, you know, you mentioned that you you came over from racquetball, right? You were an open racquetball player? That's right. Right. So you're you're obviously a good racquetball player. You're, you know how to, you're confident, good racquetball player. You know, you know what you're doing. And, you know, a lot of the players that play pickleball, you know, have never played any kind of racket sport or maybe even any kind of sport in their, in their history. So the the, you know, to, to hear that players like you and players like me who played 40 years of tennis still get, you know, sometimes get anxious out there when we're playing or feel insecure out there, hopefully will help some, some of the, the listeners. But one of the things that you mentioned, Lynn, that I think I'd, I'd like to, to maybe hone in on a little more is you talked about, you know, kind of like pre, pre well, not preparing, right? So basically going out before you get out on the court, you know, having, you know, thinking about it a little bit, right. And putting some, I don't know if it's context or how you, how you approach it, but, but the idea of not stepping out on the court and then waiting until you miss the shot to then get you know, to then react to it, right. Getting ready before you get out there. And maybe if you can talk about that a little more about maybe some, some, some things that people that players can think about or do, uh, we always tell players, you know, if you don't have any other idea, listen to our podcast for 10 or 12 minutes while you're driving to the driving, to, driving to the courts. They can probably listen to pickleball fire as well, just to kind of get their minds straight. But you know, there are some other things that you can think of that players could do to prepare before the, the alarm bells goes off in people's minds when they miss that shot or it popped the ball up. Yeah. You know, I think in terms of preparation in, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't like to hear this, but I think especially for people who are coming into the sport without necessarily a racket sport background, if you can find an instructor to work with, somebody to take you through drills, 
here in, in Connecticut in the West Hartford area, there's some amazing programs where, you know, you've got classes. And that's one of the things too on with pickleball fire is because I, you know, list tournaments and, you know, clinics and this and that, I have so many requests of people as to, you know, how can I get started? Where can I find an instructor? But just going through that and, you know, practicing, whether it's with an instructor or, you know, with a friend, that's going to make you feel so much more comfortable on, on the court. And just remember, it's, it needs to be focused practice, though. So just kind of out there, you know, batting the ball and, and, you know, talking about, you know, whatever else is going on. That's okay to do that, no doubt about that. But if you really want to feel like you're you're kind of ready to play, I think, you know, just again, kind of zooming in and focusing on that ball can really help people. Yeah, I think Yvonne Ting, who we both know, a senior pro player, very accomplished player, talks about, you know, gaining confidence through repetition, right? Just, you know, the more you hit the ball, the more you're out on the court, the more confident you're going to feel. Definitely. I think, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And Lynn, you mentioned, you know, pickleball fires, looking at the mental part of the game. I think that's fantastic because I agree with you. You know, I don't think enough attention is paid to the mental part of the game. I think, I think we have enough third shot videos, right? I mean, we have, there's got to be, you know, 800 third shot videos, 400 ready position videos, things like that. But, you know, in terms of the mental part of the game, there's really a, a dearth of, of information in our, in our sport. And so I, I, I think that's awesome. Let me ask you. So obviously, if, uh, I can. I know where the podcast is. If you want to listen to Lynn's podcast, please check it out. It's Pickleball Fire. I'm assuming it's available on all platforms, Lynn? That's right. Whether you have Android or Windows or Apple, it's available everywhere. Probably the most commonplace. Still people get it regardless of the platform or their devices. Actually on Apple Podcasts, you can also just simply go to pickleballfire.com slash podcast and the you can listen to the episode right on the website. You don't even have to uh, go anywhere else to do that. And when they go to the pickleballfire.com, actually, I said the pickleball fire, it's pickleballfire.com, right? Correct. Pickleballfire.com. And I'll link to that below in the show notes. Is that also where they would, can they subscribe to the Pickleball Fire magazine at that same location? Yes, absolutely. If they just go to pickleballfire.com forward slash magazine, they can see the latest issue. And if they like it, they can subscribe to the magazine. Awesome. So that's the best way to stay in touch with Lynn Cherry and see what's going on with Lynn Cherry, right? That's right. Or feel free to shoot me an email, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, at pickleballfire.com. Lynn, I really appreciate everything that you're doing, again, for the growth of pickleball, sharing information, interviewing uh, folks, and, and getting their information out to uh, players who want to improve in their game. And really appreciate you sh coming on to the Pickleball Therapy Podcast. Well, thanks, Tony. I'm really happy to be here today. Really appreciate Lynn coming on to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, again, I highly recommend you check out Pickleball Fire. Lynn stays on top of current events with the game. She also has a really good perspective on the game. So it's, it can be really helpful to give you some more context as you improve and grow as a pickleball player. Coming up on The Riff, some of my thoughts about your pickleball journey. Stay tuned for The Riff. You've studied the pickleball videos, maybe read a pickleball book, taken a lesson or two, but there's just something missing, something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. BI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. 
see you in the community. This week's riff, I want to talk to you a little bit about your journey. So what do we talk about when we talk about your journey? And what made me think about it was is the Olympics. And, uh, you know, I, I know there's some controversy with Simone Biles and her decision not to uh, participate anymore uh, in the event, uh, given her mental state. Uh, some, it happened also with Naomi Osaka in tennis uh, when she pulled out of the uh, French Open, as I recall, uh, and uh, indicated that she needed some time to herself. And what's interesting is, you know, it, you know, we, we can sit here and I guess we can second guess and we can think about what Simone or, or um, Naomi Osaka and players like that or, or people like that are going through. But really, at the end of the day, right, you know, when we when we're engaging in any kind of activity, whether it's pickleball or anything else you do in your life, at the end of the day, it's your journey. In other words, it's your you're the one and, you know, you're it's, it affects you. Right. You're the one that has to make decisions of what is best for you. And an example in pickleball specifically would be, you know, what do you want to do with pickleball? Like, what does pickleball mean to you? Do you want to become, you know, a tournament a hardened, you know, veteran player going to the circuit and traveling and playing in all the tournaments? I know several pe- uh, players that do that. They seem to enjoy it. It seems to bring them uh, happiness in their life. And that's great. That's, a, a you know, awesome. Do it if you can do it. Um, but maybe you just say, you know, I just want to play pickleball socially. I want to get a little better on the court. Uh, you know, I want to understand the game better. I want to grow as a person. But at the end of the day, it, for me, it's a social and physical activity kind of a thing. Gets me out of the house uh, once or twice uh, or maybe more than that a week. And uh, I get to the courts. I say hi to my friends. I get a sweat. That's fine. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, you can still have an improvement uh, sort of regimen. I use that term loosely. Can't think of another word on the fly right now. But, you know, you can have an improvement regimen, even if you're going to be a social sort of recreational player. Um, but, you know, maybe there you're saying, okay, I'm just, I, I want to learn at a different pace. And again, at the end of the day, right, what is it? It's your journey. So this is your journey or, you, you know, the path that you need to walk as your own pickleball player. And and don't make decisions based on, you know, what another person is doing or what, you know, somebody else might think you should do. At the end of the day, make the decision based on what, what's best for you, what's best for you as a person and as a player, and that's going to give you, a, hopefully, the, the most happiness in, in, in how pickleball interacts with your life. Uh, and, uh, and you know, that I think that, at the end of the day, is what we're looking for, regardless of what you're trying to do, tournament, down to rec play, uh, you know, in terms of, of how you want to interact with pickleball. So, and by the way, I said down to rec play. I don't mean that in any kind of pejorative way. I just mean in terms of a scale. So anyway, I hope that this helps you think about the game maybe a little bit differently and your interaction with the game and uh, it helps you have a better perspective because at the end of the day, you know, pickleball is a part of a bigger picture of your life as you, in, in your journey. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you can keep a good balance with it and it brings happiness to you and joy. So Hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. If you enjoyed it, as always, please give it a rating and share it with your friends. Remember, if you liked it, they probably will too. Stay well out there, and we'll see you next week.